When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, cricket nickname Hopey, Ross Legg, hello, cricket nickname Liege, okay, Max Rowe Brown, yep, hello, cricket nickname Bieber, Bieber, at one point, <laughs> yeah, back in the day, uh, I like President Macron for you, I, I like that better than Bieber, Gimli was another one, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Robin Hughes, cricket Hello. nickname... Psycho. 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 <laughs> you know why. <laughs> um, this week on the Cricket Podcast, uh, we have a county championship preview for uh, county championship fans, um, and we're going to take a look at what's happened in the IPL so far. Uh, then we're going to finish it off with a guide, Ross, aren't we? Yep, it's going to be all about going to cricket and what you need to know to have a great time. Sounds good. Let's go on with the show. Before we get on with anything else, we should acknowledge that Australia have beaten Pakistan 5-0 um, away from home in their one-to-one, one-on-one, one-day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds very intimate. Uh, one-on-one, that's super a really, slam. It's um, a really unusual format of cricket, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it almost was. Uh, Finch scored 453 runs in his five innings. Yeah. Um, which is the second most by any Australian ever in a one-day series. The Don't most it. in a five-match series. Uh, and that's eight wins in a row for Australia. He's, he's absolutely brilliant, Aaron Finch. Well, he wasn't until the bloody World Cup was just around the corner, and now <laughs> it's the World Cup Ashes double. Yeah, I think they've won eight ODIs in a row now. That's literally what I just said. Is it? Yeah. Uh, peak, peak too early, don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, it is, it's fantastic work by Australia, though, isn't it, to have been terrible at one-day cricket since 2017, and then... Put it together. So do you reckon okay, now? They pulled the wool over our eyes. <laughs> I, I, I think that was a pun. That it's I didn't not. Get. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same. Everyone's just on edge around that. <laughs> yeah. um, so does that mean uh, Smith and Warner are going to struggle to get back into that side? I think it might do. Uh, if you have a look at their averages, like the the worst player in their top five is Hanscom, mm. and I think in his last five or eight matches, whatever it is, the average is thirty with a strike rate of one hundred and forty. So it's it's like given that Finch is scoring like a hundred a game, mm-hmm. he's not getting in early. I mean, it's like they're everyone's firing. It's dangerous. It's dangerous times for England um, <laughs> and, and the rest of the world. Yes, uh, that could be their sixth World Cup, more than Brazil. I still reckon they'll lose to Afghanistan in the opening game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so moving on to the Indian Premier League. Who's been watching the Indian Premier League? I have. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah? I had no idea. Before you give us the scores, Jack, um, two episodes ago, we did the IPL preview on the show, and each of us drew a, drew a team out of a cricket helmet. Um, why don't we remind listeners which teams you've got? So I got Kings Eleven Punjab. Yeah, I had KKR. Sunrose is Hyderabad for me. And uh, Delhi, not so crap at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so looking back over the scores from the last week, uh, some of the games were less notable than others, so we're, we're not going to dwell on all of them. Uh, Delhi Capitals lost to 
CSK, uh, Chennai Super Kings. Uh, Dhoni managed to take it to the last over by scoring 32 off 35 balls for no obvious reason. Uh, but it was it was very comfortable. Uh, then we had uh, Andre Russell smashing the ball around for Kolkata Knight Riders. Yet again. Yeah, it was good. Although he was bold. Um, and for the Ashwin haters in the group, Max. Um, I don't know who you mean. Yeah. So uh, Andre Russell was bold on four or something like that. But um, Ashwin didn't have enough fielders inside the circle <laughs> so, so it was no ball and um, they lost they got 190 batting second uh, couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke that yeah. no. someone say what goes around comes around yeah then on Thursday night there was an absolute belter of a game uh, Mumbai Indians posted 187 and then batting second the Royal Challengers Bangalore scored 181 and it came down to the last ball uh, six to take it to a super over I think uh, was it six yeah. stages of yeah. super? Yeah, yeah, and um, and they didn't get six; they got a single. Um, but uh, and, and followers of our Twitter at the Cricket Pod will have seen um, it was a massive no ball. Yeah, old, um, old dumpy Malinga. Yeah, <laughs> I'm amazed he can overstep by that much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, size. basically, what it would have meant was that it would have been De Villiers on strike with a free hit facing Malinga, uh, four to take it to a super over and six to win it. I think um, you back him, don't you? Yeah, oh, you've got you've got, back, you've got to back Mr. Three Hundred and Sixty. Cricket was robbed, basically, uh, but a fantastic game, um, and that's that's when I really fell in love with the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a super over there, haven't we? Uh, we'll get to that. Um, the Rajasthan Royals lost to the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, Bearstow and Warner posted their first hundred partnership of the tournament. Um, more on that to follow. Um, and then Mumbai Indians got battered by the Kings Eleven Punjab. Um, they're a bit of a weird team, Kings Eleven. Um, they don't look very good. But we're, 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 we're led by second-hand <laughs> car salesman <laughs> in Rabi <laughs> But they're, they're surprisingly effective. And, <laughs> and the most expensive foreigner in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean that, yeah, we've just finished watching that game. And how they've won their first three games, or well, three of their first four games, sorry, I, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, anyway, then we get to the Saturday Saturday morning or afternoon game. Saturday afternoon game doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it was on at both really, wasn't it? It, was all, it all becomes a bit of a blur. Like I like it, but there's so much of it. There it is a lot of games. so quickly, and um, because I don't really like come from India or have an affinity to any of the teams, it does. It like it is like a deluge of cricket. You've just, you just got cricket to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> better. You don't have an affinity to any cricket. other teams. It's well, yeah, <laughs> you drew one out of a hat. Um, so <laughs> my I'm, bedroom is now covered in KKR <laughs> goodies. <laughs> uh, so Delhi Capitals, um, they they were chasing 185. Kolkata Knight Riders um, had post 185, and Delhi Capitals were chasing that. They needed not really that many runs. I think they needed two off the last two at one point, and like 15 off the last two mm. sometime before that. Um, and managed to take it to a super over. Uh, a guy was caught off the second last ball trying to hit a six. If you hit this into the floor, you've guaranteed minimum a super over. <laughs> like, um, Maybe he was scared of one hand, one bounce. So anyway, so we went to the super over. The Capitals um, didn't open with the bloke who just scored 98 runs. I think he had an injury. Rob, you were watching. and He got hit on the shoulder. Yeah. Just um, before he got out. So, yeah, pretty sure he got 99. 99, yeah. Yeah, great innings. And that's sort of when it slowed down for them. Um, but they managed to post 10, which I think was the lowest score. Well, basically, they posted 10 and defended 10, which I think is the lowest defended super over in IPL history. That's pretty good. Um, the, my boy Rabada. Yeah, so in the in the second half of the super over, after Delhi Capitals had put 10 on the board, uh, Rabada opened up. First ball, leg side half volley, four. Dre Ross opening the batting, obviously, in the Super Over. <laughs> um, Dre Ross, just, just um, a, a short aside, has scored more runs in 2020 cricket faster than any other player in the last year. So, danger man. He's, he's, yeah. de- he's definitely leading the way as best player in the tournament at the moment. Yeah, he's um, scarily... Scary. Well, I don't know, Warner's More than Sam Curran. <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, and then uh, Rabada responded with like five pretty brilliant Yorkers. Uh, and bold, bold Dre Russ. Uh, I think they took two singles off the last two balls of the over and won comfortably. Uh, it was, yeah, really good game. Then we move on to Sunday um, and Bearstone and Warner going ballistic. They've got a bit of a bromance as well. They do, it? yeah. They both celebrate the same way. They're both kind of like a little bit short. 
Hot heads, <laughs> yeah, yeah, both hot heads. Um, it was a both, big hug, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Best those hundred. Both pretty good at batting. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They ran more twos than any partnership ever in forty degree heat. That is a very strange yeah. stat. Well, <laughs> that's a good one. Aren't no, it? it's no. Wait, hold on. They ran more twos than any partnership ever in the IPL, yeah. and it was also forty two. <laughs> <better. Okay. laughs> <laughs> so therefore, they did. I know quick info is in depth, but... <laughs> uh, that is also true. Both have scored hundreds. Uh, 185 is the highest first wicket partnership ever. Uh, coming out in a No, in IPL in IP history. Um, it was pretty good. Best are out hitting Warner, so there is hope for England. There's um, absolutely cracking shots in there as well. There was a beautiful clean hitting in a lot of, yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah. It's quite um, a big ground as well, wasn't it? So... Which yeah. is, it's again it's ominous isn't it for the World Cup coming up like, I think they're definitely going to have to put water in that side but well uh, uh, let's see um, and then RCB responded well uh, 113 all out <laughs> what, what is going on with RCB six. so they've got a star-studded lineup, including Coley yeah AB de Villiers yeah and Moe and Ali yeah why are they shit no balance to the team no balance to the team um, lots yeah, of he's questions. back in Yorkshire <laughs> God almighty, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, that's that's for the cutting room. Uh, a, a, a reference to uh, Gary Balance for our Indian <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, they do. They have those three players. Um, they also don't really have a lot in the way of bowling. I mean, 231 doesn't look good, does it? And Coley's uh, um, captain, lots to be des- left to be desired well, in the like, T20 format? Sort of what happens is that Coley comes off the pitch and says the guys didn't play well. Uh, hmm. and immediately advocates any responsibility. So, because so, <laughs> I mean, he, he came off the pitch and uh, I mean, rightly blamed the officials in the last game. Uh, yeah, and, and then else. he went on to blame his team. Yeah. <laughs> so is he kind of like the Jose Mourinho approach? He's been looking at Mourinho and thought, oh, I'll have a bit of that. He's a keen football fan, so <laughs> you might well be right, Ross. He's also probably of the age where he grew up and Mourinho was the big don. Um, so that is, yeah, maybe that is where he's getting his manager oh, yeah, that's, that's enough evidence for me I think yeah, yeah. Um, Virat Kohli the Mourinho of cricket <laughs> <laughs> here first um, and then in the afternoon CSK played Rajasthan Royals they're, they're uh, annoyingly good CSK yeah they are aren't they um, they won 175 plays 167 um, Stokes and Archer had a bit of a go Archer's figures of the game and they, like just flagging this up because uh, people are still unsure whether he should play for England at the World Cup. Um, two for 17 off his four overs. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Take that. Um, <laughs> 24 off 11 balls when they when they needed about two runs of balls. So he's... Handy. Yeah. He's held up his end of the uh, the bargain. Uh, but Stokes hold out in the last over and they were 14 to win at that point. Um, and well, so make it. With, with, with Archer, you're raising a point. Like, it's him versus uh, Liam Plunkett, isn't it, for that final spot? Yeah, I'm taking Jeffrey. Jeffrey Archer. Plunkett's not going. Plunkett's not the future of of that berth in the England side, is he? Well, it's it like depends. Thirty-three now, so it depends on how you like value loyalty. Um, he also maybe. got he also got carted around everywhere in the West Indies. Plunkett. Well, here's here's the thing I'd say. Like over the over the World Cup, you play nine games in the group stage. Um, you probably want to rotate your bowlers a little bit. I don't know if you want Mark Wood bowling 90 overs in the group stage. <laughs> I, I think I think Afghanistan needs to be on the end of it. Has <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wood bowled 90 uh, overs in his career? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you, I think there's room in the team for Plunkett or David Willey or whoever. Um, Chris Jordan. Yeah, Chris Jordan. But I, I think... Um, Gurney. <laughs> right, come on, let's be serious here. Uh, Gurney's got a, sh- a shout. Um, but I think Archer should be top. Okay, or so near the top of that list. So um, back to the IPL. Um, well, we've got one so, more game, and that was today's game. Yeah, well, I was just going to highlight Dhoni hitting 75. Like, his team looked like in a bit of trouble, and then... Yeah, he's... Um, still got it. He's, yeah, it still looks really old. Um, generally, people don't unage, do they? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's young... This, this IPL's refreshed, uh, <laughs> Um But yeah, Anyone is yes. young compared to Chris Gale, though, aren't they? So if we, if we look at it from that perspective... Yes. Ch- spring chicken <laughs> we sure of bring us on to today's game um, Chris Gale dropped or rested a niggle and niggle um, so uh, the Kings 11 Punjab playing Delhi Capitals uh, Kings 11 opened with Sam Curran so like for like replacement Chris Gale um, I don't think it's a bad idea though I think I think there's a lot to be said for using someone who's got a high strike rate but wicket is essentially worthless 
at the beginning of the innings because, as I tweeted, best case scenario, they scored 20 in 10 balls, mm-hmm. uh, which is what he did. Kings 11 end up posting a reasonable score, 165-ish. Uh, it looks like Delhi Capitals are going to chase it down comfortably. Um, obviously, I was very excited as yeah, it, it, I support them. You had Pant and Ingram going on pretty well. Yeah, um, and then they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels came off. Yeah, I think they needed like 25 or not very many, like of like 15 balls. They lost, but, they lost their head. Yeah, uh, and the match be bowled out. This is the thing, you mentioned it a little bit earlier when someone's going for a six instead of just getting an easy two runs on the ground. But when you need 25 off of 50, why are they not just trying to knock that around and managing the game? Uh, it's Yeah, I think it's it's a good question. Um, so, do they get bonuses for sixes hit? No. Um, but It yeah. makes a little ticker go up on the screen so, though for the interesting, sixes. Goes interesting you raise that. Um, cause if, if the super over is tied, they do it by number of boundaries and then number of sixes. So... Mm-hmm. Possibly. <laughs> In a Possibly very unlikely set of circumstances, it could be the game there. Um, but yeah, so they went for the sixes, didn't come off, um, and Sam Curran finished with a hat-trick. So after we laughed at him on last week's episode, after his 52 for 2 debacle... Um, Showed us. What was his figure say? 4 for 11. Four for 11. <laughs> yeah. Million dollar baby. Yeah. Uh, with, with a handy 20 off 10 balls open in the batting. So well batted Sam. Uh, well played, Sam. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was actually a rumour going around in the week that maybe the uh, Kings Eleven had meant to buy his brother and had oh, picked the wrong current. <laughs> <laughs> in the auction, they put up the wrong player card um, for when Sam was being bid on. So it was like a photo of his brother, um, Tom. <laughs> that and, can't uh, be true. And Tom's got a bit of pedigree playing in other... Yeah. tournaments. I mean, Tom is more of the classical uh, limited overs player. Yeah, pretty more sharp. So his brother, big, big hitter. Um, well, he's not just got one brother, has he? He's no, got ben there is well. another yeah, Karen. He plays yeah. for Northants, so yeah. uh, maybe well, a little bit more the, on him uh, later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can tell who the favourite in the family is there. <laughs> but yeah, so um, all round, very exciting week in the IPL um, coming up. Uh, we've got the Rajasthan Royals v RCB tomorrow. Battle of the Basement. I think both of them have lost three games. Uh, whoever loses that is surely out. I mean, you need about eight. To, you need about eight wins to even have a chance of getting through to the playoffs. So, not looking good. Yeah, not looking good. Although Rajasthan Royals think have been like hilariously unlucky in some of their games. Mancad. <laughs> man- <laughs> yeah, yeah. How different it could all have been. Um, some of the catches have been unreal against them. Yeah, they managed to score 198 and lose to SRH. Like. Uh, then on Wednesday, Mumbai Indians, who have also been a bit crap and for some reason haven't picked a spinner in India, uh, playing CSK. So they think, know something we don't. <laughs> yeah, that'll be four four wins for CSK. <laughs> uh, then Delhi Capitals playing Sunrisers on Thursday. Uh, that should be a good game. At, at what point does the Mumbai Indians owner turn around and be like, Do you know what, actually, this cricket team being run by my wife and my son isn't working out? Um, I, I don't I think like maybe they're, my theory on this is that Mr Senior and Barney mm-hmm. um, has bought the cricket team to keep them occupied <laughs> well, <laughs> so he can carry well, on he has several extramarital affairs no so he can run his businesses um, and then uh, on Friday, we've got RCB again v KKR. So I think RCB might finish this week with five losses. Okay. Which would be pretty pretty funny for Mr. Coley. <laughs> um, and I think uh, CSK are going to win the win the league stage. Um, I think, are we good with the IPL? Does yeah. everyone feel like they know where, where they're at? Yes. Covered extensively. Anyone got any particular highlights from the first week and a bit? Well... I mean, the man you can have it. Yeah. I think, I think mancad is my favourite bit. That's, and, and, that's and, gonna take it. And in one of the other games, someone attempted to do a mancad, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Did uh, <laughs> I think it was against Kings Eleven as well. <laughs> he didn't attempt it. He was going to, and then didn't. Oh. I think it was one of the Pandya brothers um, making a point there. Yeah, uh, Rob, you got a favourite moment of the IPL so far? Uh, there was one shot that Ab De Villiers played where the ball was. Oh, yeah. He was set up for a big leg sides heave. Ball came offside. And he somehow managed with just his forearms to absolutely cram it into the second tier. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it went like, yeah, but it went like over extra cover or like over cover. It was just, like, an unbelievable shot. Um, yeah, uh, I've got, there's a couple of things I've got. Like the number of direct hits is unreal. 
um, fielding wise. Some of the ground fielding has been a bit dodgy, but like every second try at the stumps is a direct hit. Um, and that's pretty hard to do because stumps are small. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of other things. Don't, so Donny has two bat sponsors. Right. Um, he, in some games, starts his innings with one bat, then swaps it round for another <laughs> bat with different stickers on. He, he like is. After a few balls. That is commercial <laughs> now. That is best. Um, and the amount of stuff being plugged is, um, is pretty funny. Uh, me and Rob watching uh, Michael Slater. Yeah, the commentary is... Um, Slats. <laughs> Slats, yeah. They are made well aware of their commercial responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, that is... Uh, that, yeah, the, I think it's like the, the champagne of um, SUVs. <laughs> High and uh, yeah. He was waxing lyrical about his journey to the ground <laughs> when he picked up all the other commentators, which I'm sure didn't happen. <laughs> when he sat in the car that was um, displayed on the boundary edge, turned yeah. the engine on... He loved the sound of the hum. <laughs> you feel like you're 10 feet high when you're driving. <laughs> uh, yeah, but IPL, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I think it's the right length, though, is, is the only thing I'd say. I don't know if this was just cricket all year round. Um, but every day. It'd just be so overwhelming. <laughs> like, the amount of... Uh, for a sport that doesn't have too many sort of uh, moments... Packing them all into like twenty overs, like they do in this, is it's not. Helpful. But do you know what would be better though? Because I think it's kind of twenty balls too long. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my one criticism. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, I'd also argue that they don't bowl enough of them in a row. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and also they've not heard of the decimal system. <laughs> it's naturally easier to count in tens. Everyone knows yeah. it. Yes. Uh, so IPL for this week. Thumbs Start. up. Thumbs up again. Double thumbs up from me. Kings 11 Punjab The Kings eh? Captain Ashwin Kings 11 Punjab Play Punjabi Play Punjabi The Kings eh? Jack, thanks for that RPL summary. Let's get back to the more sober climbs of the county championship. Mac? Yeah, thanks, Rob. So Jack will be taking us through the format of the English County Championship this year, and then Ross will be taking us through Division 2, and I've got Division 1 covered. So Jack, over to you. So thanks, Max. Um, I will be talking about the format, but before we get to that, I'd like everyone to just close their eyes for a second, um, and you a home listener. And imagine you are living in the year 1709, 310 years ago. Marcus Dreskothic has just started his first innings. Yeah, so that, about, about 310 years ago, is the first recorded game between two counties. So that is the kind of history we're talking about here. This is a, uh, a very prestigious trophy, if not well attended. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they haven't like been doing it annually since then. There have been all sorts of... Um, things in the way shenanigans um, yeah I mean really really, as it exists now you can kind of trace back to about 1890 um, okay. when eight counties got together at Lords and decided they were going to hold a county championship <laughs> they said they'd been doing kind of an unofficial thing for, since 1864 so they had a few years before that but teams played an unequal amount of games um, I think it was like more of a newspaper exercise um, than anything else this would be actually one of the most informative things we've done on the show. Yeah, so, well so done, a little bit of history for you. Interesting side note there, that of the eight counties, one has never won it. Can anyone guess that? Uh, Gloucestershire. It is Gloucestershire. Well done, Ross. Um, did you read the Cricket Magazine this week? Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> is that where you found that uh, out? Most of my notes have come from uh, the Cricketer. Um, great magazine, go buy it. Um, don't sue me for using weird stuff. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's expanded. It has expanded slowly since 1890. Uh, Somerset came in the year after and it snowballed uh, until the year 1992 when Durham joined and it's been 18 counties ever since. Thanks for that history lesson, Jack. But how has it played at the moment? So the format is basically a test match over four days between two counties. Each team bats twice um, and... Can win, lose or draw. Or tie. Or tie. Yeah. Uh, 16 points for a win, 8 for a tie, 3 for a draw, and there are some batting and bowling points as well. Okay. Um, it's all very, very exciting. 10 teams in the second division, 8 in the top. Uh, every team plays 14 games, so if you're in the second division, you don't play everyone twice. So there's <laughs> an element of chance there for no obvious reason. And right, finally on the format, if you're not living in a major city, it's a good year for you. Um, there'll be cricket on the Isle of Wight for the first time in 50 years. 
And cricket in York for the second time in 140 odd years. This year, however, three teams from Div 2 will be going up to Div 1 to balance out the number of teams in each division. Makes okay. sense. I think that's probably how it should have been in the first place. Or maybe it was like that. They seem to change it every five years for the sake of it. I think it's one of those cases where you've got people on the board who are just a bit just like, they've got an easy life. Got to make a decision, haven't you? Yeah, so every now and again, let's change something so people don't get, <laughs> don't get, don't catch on to the fact don't that get we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, not, they're not doing anything on there. Oh no, but we are. We are. Spoken um, like a true consultant. <laughs> so that is, that's like a whistle through the format uh, and a little bit of history. Um, this year, two divisions. Uh, Ross, I believe you've got some information on Division 2. Can right, take right. us through that? Yeah, I sure do. So um, the team's scattered around England and Wales. Um, there's plenty of players uh, who aren't going to be available because of the international fixtures, um, but that's mainly going to be affecting the Div 1 sides, so Max will come on to that. Um, but the Div 1 sides have got a bit of a um, bad habit at the moment of poaching the best players from the division below. Does that not make sense, though? If you want to play for England, you'd, you'd go and play in Div 1. It does, but at the same time, it means that the level of cricket in Div 2 is um, it's quite poor. It's pants. Like, you, mean, you mean it's worse than the, the level in the division above it? That's unusual for a sporting competition. God, you are being very difficult today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, the difference is quite considerable. Like If, if, if North Hants or Gloucestershire, uh, Derbyshire or Leicestershire played against anyone in Div 1 they'd get absolutely steamrolled in the champion, county championship. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, and but, if Glamorgan played anyone? Well, I mean, you look, just look, so Durham, for example, Durham have lost Stoneman, Scott Borthwick, Graham Onions, Keaton Jennings and Coughlin, all to Div 1 sides. And they're now languishing... But they do one. have Cameron Bancroft. They do. They do have Cameron Bancroft. <laughs> this is very true. He um, might be worth all five of them. He could be. We they've also um, big headed Darcy Short. They've uh, signed as well oh, this really? season. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure if he's just going to be playing T20 cricket. Be, yeah. um, Dar- Derbyshire, however, have got the uh, signing of the season in terms of uh, media. Um, by the same, this, they've released a press statement, <laughs> press statement saying that they've signed a former New Zealand baseball international player. Oh, very good. So New yeah. Zealand clearly famed for. Uh, They're well known. Uh, turns out he was an ex junior level um, New Zealand <laughs> player, uh, Logan Van Beek. That's about as good as I was at baseball. <laughs> 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 so uh, it's clearly glitz and glamour to be had uh, as you rightly say Durham have got Bancroft as captain uh, so he'll be looking for that Ashes place and a good good chance to actually prove that he can uh, do it not sandpaper for the ball hopefully not um, they've also got the rehabilitated um, Jack Burnham back into the oven after his year long ban um, after some recreational drug, uni- drug oh, use <laughs> after some <laughs> he was not caught. enough excitement in cricket so <laughs> turning to the hard substances I don't think he was hitting the lines on the uh, cricket pitch. Um, oh, oh, dear. Sorry, Max. Uh, <laughs> Glamorgan, um, they've signed Joe Root's brother, Billy Root. I've seen this. Did you reckon they just got the pic- pictures mixed up in the <laughs> catalogue? <laughs> um, are, these, are these basically the drag teams that you're going through here? Oh, just, no, it's just Div 2 teams in general. I don't know. I mean, like, who got Who's going there? up there? decent teams in Div 2. Yeah, well, okay, okay, there are. There's so three we've got, promotion places. There are three places. And I think they're going to be filled by Lancashire, who have a ridiculously strong side. And they've got Jennings, Livingston, um, Graham Onions. Um, they've even got Jimmy Anderson and Josh Butler in their ranks. I'm not sure how long they're going to how much they're going to be available. Um, Glenn Maxwell is also on the books. And if he can find any form, Hasu Hamid. There is an opening spot yes. available for them. Um, Middlesex, obviously a very rich club, um, playing at Lords. Uh, David Milan, Nick Gubbins, Sam Robson, all with points to prove this year. Steve um, Finn as well. Steve, I was going to say, so on, on the bowling front, so Steve Finn was injured last year, um, so was Toby Rowland-Jones. Lambeth Lara, Tim Murt, doesn't he play for... Um, he does indeed, so the, I think he's the leading test run scorer for Ireland, batting <laughs> at number 11, um, but last year he took 58 wickets at 15 apiece. That's not too bad, is it? So, um, definitely, and they've also, got, they've also got Stuart Law, so Stuart Law, their uh, head coach, has hit 100 hundreds, over 100 hundreds. That's really? really quite impressive, isn't it? It's like a baby Tindalka. <laughs> and then the uh, final couple of places, um, I mean, Sussex are surely in with a shout. Oh, definitely. I mean, Sussex have been knocking on the door for the last couple of years. And they're, they're full of potential. They've got Laurie Evans, who was the leading run scorer in the Bangladesh 2020. Phil Salt coming through. Jeffrey Archer. Also in the side. Freshly out of prison. Uh, Chris Jordan. 
Uh, yep, they've got Chris Jordan, Abby Sakandi. And they've also got um, Mir Hamza, who's a Pakistani left arm quick, who um, might well be in with a shout of playing. Oh, is he the guy who averaged about 11 in the Pakistani first, first class cricket? So he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's got, uh, I think it's a first class average of less than 18, so it's, um, he's pretty good. Um, but they've also got George Garton, who's playing, so I've actually played cricket with George Garton. Humble brag. Humble brag. Um, he was considerably better than me. When he was like 14 and I was 20, he was uh, yeah, obviously yeah. streets ahead. And that's why we're making a podcast about cricket in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's warming up for the first game of the season in two days' time. But they're being amply led by, um, amply led by Ben Brown, Jason Gillespie as well. Does Luke Wright yeah. still get a game? Um, I think more of a T20 player now okay. these days in Royal London won the Cup but they do have Ollie Robinson who took 74 league wickets last year 18 wow. apiece yeah. so uh, plenty on offer and they're um, still in Div 2 is he considered Div 2 is he considered to be better than you um, just about just about <laughs> I, I only managed uh, four wickets last right, season so, so uh, who else should we not be worried about oh the, honestly <laughs> Northants might as well not be playing <laughs> so, I, was, uh, I was standing up in Nottinghamshire um, this week and uh, I saw the Northants team at the Grand Plaza honestly there's no reason to be worried about them um, <laughs> Leicestershire well, what can you glean from seeing some people in a hotel lobby that tell haven't you they okay, they're, they're they're about Jason Holder the, for the start of the season they have <laughs> That's pretty he's quite good at cricket, yeah. he's, but he's, uh, they've also West Indies have limited the number of overs he can bowl, so um, to one. <laughs> <laughs> do we know to what? Uh, no, I don't. Um, but um, they do have the third current brother, Ben. Do they? That's okay. who he plays for. Um, also, Chat Supremo Paul Nixon is uh, leading the uh, Leicestershire this yeah, year. The guy um, who was picked for England because of his chat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they have an awesome bowler in Mohammed Abbas. That is yes. absolutely class. Um, he's got 10 career 10-wicket hauls. That's uh, in first-class cricket. That is uh, pretty impressive. Um, but I think also rounds will be Glamorgan, Gloucestershire. And actually... I'd be quite, amazed if Glamorgan actually quite, ran. Quite, <laughs> quite possibly Wor- Worcestershire as well. Normally a, a relatively decent county, especially good at limited overs cricket. But with their main man, Moeen Ali, being unavailable pretty much all summer yes. I think they're going to struggle um, doesn't their ground flood for about the first month of the season as well um, I'm, I'm afraid right. you're, I mean, <laughs> after your IPF special you're clearly the ground specialist but, um, yeah, so, so right. that's, 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 div, that's Div 2 there's a lot of teams in, in a there, nutshell. Ross. there's a lot of teams there Ross um, could you briefly just group them into who, who are the top three you think are going to go up uh, I think Lancashire Middlesex and Sussex will should go up if you were going to pick a fourth rank outsider um, I think Durham actually have a good chance. Durham, yeah, okay. I, think, I think they're a bit of a. I think they're a tidy. Outfit. And then if you're going to pick like some fifty to one long shots, like if it all comes together, um, I would really hope that Leicestershire pull something out of the bag. They have been terrible for quite a long time. So yeah. it would be nice for the people of Leicestershire if it all did come together. It won't. They haven't had any good feel-good sports <laughs> stories recently. <laughs> in Leicestershire, have they? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's, that's pretty good. And then uh, obviously everyone else, um, so Glamorgan, Worcester, North Ants, um, <coughs> we can forget about them. They're all places. They do exist. There's one player I am worried about, though. Stephen Parry is the uh, left arm spinner for uh, Lancashire. And Tim Waller went for six sixes. Yeah, he is the one who's been <laughs> demolished in, uh, in their pre season. So, no, um, I, I did see that Lancashire also released Simon Kerrigan, um, one oh. test wonder. Oh, that was, yeah. that was hard to watch, wasn't it? I mean, um, he went for over 100 runs, didn't he? Yeah, a lot. Of runs, yeah. yeah, poor guy. Uh, then he lost confidence and now he's... Um, Working in Burger King. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you should uh, follow us at the Cricket Pod. I've been listening to the podcast for the last four weeks now and I can absolutely say it's the best thing I've ever listened to. Follow us on Twitter at the Cricket Pod or email us at thecricketpod at gmail.com. Got it! So Max, Division 1... Division one. Well, I'll kick off where I want to kick off, which is my beloved Surrey, holders of the county championship with their first win in I think eighteen years. It was last year. Blimey. Um They they suffered somewhat from being very very successful um, in the early years, <laughs> and then Poor all them. their players ended up playing for England, which looks like it could come back to haunt them again this year. So we were talking about the the schedule and the the games going on while there are other. Uh, other competitions on. Mm-hmm. So during the World Cup, there are about six county championship games. Yeah. Of the Ashes, there's another three, and then another two with the warm ups for the World Cup with the Pakistan Test and uh, and other one day games. So that's uh, you know that's that's eleven games out of fourteen potentially that your international players are going to be missing. So 
I think this this season's county championship could well be down to which of the best players managed not to quite get into the England team. But oh, we say they're the ones who who are carrying the water bottles. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the one. not them. Yeah, he's just Sorry, like, oh, yeah. 12th not, man. Yeah. Not um, quite good enough to get into the team or be good enough at carrying drinks. Right, <laughs> but surely here, I mean, like, Surrey, to my mind, seem like the runaway favourites. Surrey's team is obscene. So because I've written down a even team. Even if their first team gets taken away, they've got, like, a reserve team. That... Well, so, I mean, I'll go through. I've written down 11 names here that you could feasibly have in a Surrey 11. Okay. okay. So, Rory Burns. Yeah. Mark Stoneman, Dean Elgar, Ollie Pope, Jason Roy, Ben Folkes, Ricky Clark, Sam Curran, Liam Plunkett, Tom Curran, Morley Morkel. It's not bad, though, is that, it? That would hold its own in an international test match, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I That's think a pretty good side. This is one of the, the, the... There's a massive difference between the top of the top division and the bottom of the bottom division. Like, Surrey would probably be the seventh or... Eighth best test team in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'd be Ireland comfortably. <laughs> yeah, well, they'd beat Ireland, Afghanistan, Zimbabwe. They'd probably give Bangladesh and Sri Lanka a good game at home. Yeah, right. um... <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a star-studded lineup. But for all that, you've got Rory Burns will be at the Ashes most likely. Ollie Pope is in with a shout of being in the squad potentially. Jason Roy will be at the World Cup. Um, and he's also injured for the first couple of games. Um, ben um, ben Folks could, could be, be around playing. the squad. Oh, Liam Plunkett could. could be in the World Cup. Both of the Currens probably. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so you know that's that's a big chunk of the team but, that's going to be missing. But then you've got Verdi, the spinner, who yeah. can come in. Yeah. You've got Haranath, yeah, Will Jacks, who Will Jacks got hundred in pre balls. Yeah. And, um, and also uh, a young a young lad called Jamie Smith who came into the preseason games and scored a hundred. As, as well so, so, so what you're actually saying you're, you're there's Clark, players coming through but Clark I mean, from Lancashire as well signed this year so. yeah J- Jordan Clark yeah so I mean yeah you, you were supposed to be doing a, a Div 1 summary here but you basically done a Surrey summary yeah, that, was, that, let's be honest and then, a, do... and then a summary of who could play for Surrey if they were all picked to play for <laughs> yeah. England all, money talks apparently <laughs> we, all knew, we all knew where this was going to be heading, didn't we? <laughs> um, so are you saying um, that you started with the favourites and now you're going to talk us through the rest I, of the division yeah or I thought I'd get the Surrey bit off my chest and then we can you know, give some time to the other. So characters. I thought you were doing something different there. I thought you were just giving a, a div one update and then just giving us the team that mattered the most. <laughs> that is essentially what's happened so far. Okay, so uh, um, what other teams are actually in the right. division, Max? Okay, <laughs> so promoted from uh, Div Two last year were Kent and Warwickshire. My boys, Kent. Yeah, um, I think both of those are helped by the fact that only one team's going down this year. Because um, well, um, Kent are going to suffer from the same thing. That's yeah, Billings so and Billings and Denley, both, both yes, in the IPL so. and both going to be in the England squad. They've also got a 43-year-old who is, was one of their best players last year. <laughs> so I'm not sure how he's going to get on. Yeah. bagging wickets. Uh, I mean, they've signed Matt Renshaw, the uh, did well at English day. English Australian Test uh, opener for the start of the season, which could help them. But yeah, they they could be struggling. And Warwickshire without Ian Bell for however many months, you know, I just I can't see any hope for them. Yeah, and Schwartz retired. Yeah, um, um, Ollie Stone and uh, and Chris Wokes, other players who will likely be in and around the England squad. They've got Ryan Sidebottom. So, you know, not, it's not all bad. Not, not, not the left-arm shaggy bowler you're all thinking of. <laughs> um, um, so when's Ian Bell likely to be back? Uh, well, it was about three months ago. Yeah, that, I so think it's a good think, chunk of the I season. I think it was supposed to be sort of late yeah. May. Really put a dent in our uh, Bring Back Bell campaign. Yeah, um, mm. it has. Yeah. But, I mean, so other teams. Other Yorkshire, teams. another big county that are going to be struggling with players away on England duty. You've got Bairstow, Root, David William Rashid. They have got Dwayne Olifier, which we covered in our opening yes, he's, who has declared that he wants to play for England have <laughs> you seen that yeah. three year qualification period um, uh, would, would I'll you take that. him yeah would you, you take you, yeah. you just pick him yeah well I mean if, I don't, would they allow him if he's already played test matches for South Africa is that I assume is, so is that kosher yeah. is that kosher yeah. I think that's how it works so, yeah. yeah but I mean they've got um, Ben Code who's a really good bowler so yeah. I think he's going to be almost yeah. really, a, York, a really good opening partnership there Yorkshire will be fine but I think like sorry they might Struggle to challenge if they're losing a lot of their I don't players. Think like, my, my, yeah. my my dark horses for the uh, if he says Essex, they're not a dark horse. Are um, <laughs> Somerset? No. <laughs> no, yeah, Essex. They finished third last year, so they're not dark horses, and they've got Alistair Cook back. Are uh, the only team to beat Surrey? I think. Yeah, and they, by, won, and they won the by one championship wicket, the season before. By one wicket, having Harvard. bowled Surrey out for sixty-seven in the first innings, and then scored. Like 500 of declared. 
and then Surrey went and scored like another like six hundred, and um, and they there made it back with one one wicket. They, they've that got a, a really game. really good side. Yeah, I, how I do think, you say they're dark horses? Uh, well, I'd, say, uh, I'd say they're yeah uh, they've got more chance of winning it than Surrey do. Yeah, well that's why I said I think they might win it. I don't. I will take out the dark horses bit. I just think they might win it. Cook, Brown, Bapara, Porter, Wesley, Siddle, Tendershata. Simon Harmer. Simon, Simon Harmer. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. The the other other two I wanted to mention. Um, so the other two teams in the division, in other words. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, there are three teams. There are three teams left. There's knots, but he's just shrugged his shoulders. Broad and Hales, not probably not going to play Hales, much. Yeah, Hales yeah tired, they've signed they? James Pattinson for the start of the season because he wants to get into the Australia squad, which could be a good signing for them. He, he looks like he's he's an absolute unit. That bloke. right, he's fast. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, which leaves Hampshire and Somerset, who um, James Hunt's yeah, opening the batting. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. That's them, the most interesting thing about some, uh, Hampshire. I reckon Hampshire are in that like Yorkshire bracket of teams that are just nowhere near good enough to win the championship. Miles too good to get relegated. Yeah. So there's like the odd thing you're looking out for. <laughs> yeah. So what? Like maybe Vince will be quite good. <laughs> uh, like, that's that's it, really, isn't it? Um, Pretty much. But they, yeah, they, they've got think, Carl Abbott as well, though. Yeah, it? Carl Abbott is very, very good. Uh, I do think though that you're missing like, one of the other top contenders. So I think you, you, Somerset are. I have such a good yeah. chance. They've well, got... I was just going to pick up on the thing with Somerset and Hampshire. With the sort of slight change in the uh, schedule this year, mm-hmm. to be playing a lot more of the games over the summer. Yeah. The fact that Somerset have got um, Don Bess and Jack Leach. I think Jack Leach might be playing for England. It's possible, yeah. But if not... He should be playing for England. They're, they're, in, they're in with a good shout. Especially with their reputation for preparing some interesting pitches, which may or may not definitely help their spinning, spinning players. <laughs> I don't know if you caught the thing um, against Lancashire at the end of last season that ended in a tie um, where somehow Somerset got away with having prepared a complete dog shit pitch. <laughs> like, it was below average and they didn't get sanctioned but honestly it was it was a disgrace. Maharaj and Leach took 23 wickets out of 40 <laughs> and there were a total of 538 runs scored in four innings. Uh, they do have the best English player not to play for England in their side, in James Hildreth. Yep. But he is absolutely fantastic. Like how he's done for it is ridiculous. Somerset won't be complaining about that, though, will they? <laughs> if, it, if it brings them the county championship, the illustrious county championship. Right, so Max, um, we've been through all the things. Prediction for number one team. Who's going to win the championship? I'm going Essex. Going Essex? Yeah. Go to Dark Horse to get a bit of stick of his favourites. I've written them down as the team I thought were going to win. Sorry for me. Ross? I I can't look past Essex, but I would love for James Hildreth to have a a, a winning season. Um, Rob? (laughs) Just got got on his knees at slip. Rob, who's going to win the championship? Yorkshire. Twan Olofir. He's going to bowl. Didn't didn't realise we invited Geoffrey Boycott on this one. So, that's the county championship sufficiently previewed, I think. Uh, if I can, I'll try and get some games, although it might be awkward, depending on how they've been scheduled. Well, I don't know, you're a student, aren't you? You can do it. <laughs> Speaking personally, I, I can make it to any and all games. But for people who have real jobs. Um, yes, um, there is a problem with that. Um <laughs> There are two games. So if you want to go to watch the county championship this weekend or next weekend, there are two rounds of fixtures that happen at the weekend. Okay. Um, and then after that, I think there are about three weekend days. So days of cricket that intersect with a weekend mm-hmm. um, that involve the county championship till September. What? So despite playing ten rounds of fixtures between the middle of May and the middle of July, the ECB have managed to schedule just three days that happened at the weekend. How have they managed that? <laughs> was it, was it, what, what, so how many games of cricket do you miss at a weekend? So they've just got blank days. Yeah, basically what they've done is after the Royal One Day Cup final, there's a, so that is a Saturday the 25th, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of days break for everyone to like recover from how wonderful that will be. <laughs> um, and then there's a game that I think that runs Tuesday to Friday. And then okay. the week after that, there's another game that I think runs Tuesday to Friday, and sort of so on. Um, maybe a few Monday to Thursday games. 
so that if you want a long weekend, you still can't go to the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, if they if they just change the date of that first fixture, yeah, I mean, I know everyone like there's a bit of travelling and stuff like that. You probably need a day or two's break between the the scheduling of the games. If they just it's, it's the a date... bit different travelling around England <laughs> than it is like travelling around Australia or India. Um, like it's a, well, it's yeah, a two I, hour train from London. You would think, to, you would think, wouldn't London. you? Like um, in. Or Leeds. in if you want to be blunt about it, um, they're in the entertainment business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when do people generally want to be entertained? Is it A? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> when they're working. And they're yeah. in their office. Working or, boring. Um, driving their tractor or whatever they're doing. Uh, or is it B? On the two days that they have off a week... <laughs> Like, um, but that, but yeah, that's what we've got. So we, we have, essentially this year, we've got, even though the county championship, and for, for a while people have been saying, oh, it's been merged at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And because of the World Cup this year, it's, there's games happening in June and July and May. Um, it's more or less the centrepiece of domestic calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they've done this. I um, actually think, Jack, you're missing the point here. It's actually very clever what they've done. Because <laughs> if you actually have some of the fixtures scheduled over the weekend... And what you do is you spend that day and you watch all of that cricket in that day. Mm. And what the ECB know is that not every uh, hour of a day's play <laughs> is that exciting. So if they leave your weekends free, you can d- dedicate that time to catching up on all of the great cricket that happens during the week yeah. that you've missed. Yeah. All of the Twitter highlights. Um, yeah, that's... Oh, so they're going for YouTube views <laughs> yeah, over attendance. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, very I, I like the and, and now all the grounds have got... like. Like webcam, you can watch the cricket on just the strip now as well. Well, yeah, live county championship. Good point. You can watch it in your office. Why? why So why would you go down to the ground? (laughs) You don't need to see where the ball's gone. You just see them hit it. (laughs) Yeah, the umpire will signal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, just to highlight the extent of the fuck uppery, um, there are sixty weekend days that that happen between the beginning of the cricket season on the fifth. Uh, of April yeah. and the end of the cricket season on I think the 27th of September. November. <laughs> <laughs> on the 27th of September. So there's 60 weekend days. I count them up today. Um, the ECB has managed to schedule no domestic cricket for 18 of those days. <laughs> nearly nearly a third of the potential weekend days they have got no cricket on. I understand if you've got like a cup final um, or and there's going to be a, like a handful of dates that just don't work. Like mm-hmm. it's physically impossible to get people in the places they need to be to play cricket, or you want to have the World Cup final on, or you want to have the World Cup semi-finals on even. Mm-hmm. But a third of your weekend days, you've managed to, to piss up the wall. That's, that's astonishing <laughs> to me, especially as a, a money-grabbing bunch of like, bloodsuckers <laughs> at the ECBR. Um, yeah, so you can only really go if you take a day off work, which, like as exciting as the county championship is, I'm probably not going to do. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, um, how it's a massive how, lottery with the weather anyway yeah, how, how good's the Wi-Fi at these grounds because you can have yeah, a few work, work from home, home. <laughs> um, yeah. that's, that's really disappointing mate. you can only go if you're a student or you're retired so it's good for you Rob as, as mentioned um, and or... it does explain the demographics of people who go to see the county <laughs> yeah. championship somewhat okay um, so, so as a podcast can we give any advice to people who actually want to go and see the county championship or see cricket in general I mean this summer is full of cricket well, Except for the weekends. <laughs> no, they're, they're focusing on the county championship, well, no, not really, because this year there are no day-night games, so there's no possibility to go and watch cricket after work. The end of play, scheduled end of play for every county championship game is six, with, I think, a possible extra half an hour. So half what are they six. doing? Um, but they, not... I think if the people who are running the cruise, so the, the heads of like ECB and MCC, they've obviously haven't worked in years. <laughs> so they're sitting there going, well, this suits my schedule. I'm not doing much from Monday to Thursday. I've got social engagements from Friday to Sunday. So these old, what are they, old coots are just kind of sitting there going, oh, this suits me and that doesn't suit everyone else. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... It would be pretty simple. Like, I'd encourage anyone who can to have a, have a look at the calendar and like, send an angry email. As we all know, actually, that kind of Use the postal service. Up. Use the postal service. They won't have email. <laughs> um, calling grades at the uh, ECB. That's who you need to send it to. Uh, 
But um, no, they, yeah, it would be they could. So a lot of a lot of counties they do say you can come to the final session for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the final session starts at half four and it wraps up at half six latest, that's not ideal. It would be fairly simple, I think, in the height of summer. I mean, even today we before we sat down to record this podcast. Um, at, like what seven? It was still light outside. Yeah, first of April. Yeah, so could have had a net. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Like what? Six weeks from now, you could be playing cricket till half seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. absolutely. St- I, yeah, I assume you could, you could play all the games. Well, you could just start the games later and make the final session of Fiverr if you want people to come along. See, this, like, this, is, this is why I have too much faith in the people who are running <laughs> the cricket organisations yeah, to actually do a, a half decent job. They've absolutely shit the bed on this one. Yeah, and um, next year. They, it will be even worse, well, potentially even worse. Um, all of the cricket, all of the county championship will be happening in... At, at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be playing from 11pm through to 6am. For the Australian well, audience. Make, yeah, um, <laughs> got to make room for the hundo. <laughs> yeah, no, um, all the games will be happening like largely in September and April and May. Jesus. Um, so they might, they might happen at the weekend if we're lucky. But like right at the beginning and end of the season, and and they're clearing a month for the hundo, um, and at the same time, our fifty over competition, like so, the hundo and fifty over competition will be running concurrently, concurrently, um, meaning that the good hundo players or the good one day players won't be playing in our one day competition. So it'll be a kids competition. So essentially, yeah. Well, we not only will the championship be fucked, um, but we'll fuck the fifty over competition. Yeah. So I don't know if you if you can make it to any county championship year, this year, enjoy it because this is the last year that the weather will be somewhat decent. And if you're listening, um, ECB, what <laughs> are you doing? Um, I'm sure they are. Uh, should we move on to the guide? Absolutely. Um, what's the guide on this week, Jack? So we've done a roundup of the county championship and pointed out that you won't actually be able to go to any. Um, but like you know, if the ECB change their minds in the next three days and, and reschedule all of the fixtures. Which they're likely to do. They're a forward-thinking organisation. Agile yeah. development processes yeah, in place. <laughs> I don't know what those words mean. Uh, well, yeah, that's because you're a civil servant, man. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the guide The guide to going to cricket. Driven by Triscothic, who just uh, trots through for a quick single. And Tomlinson, oh, that's a lovely shot. Uh, he's played that shot a few times now, Ben Brown. Absolutely shocking from Durham. Goes for a huge drive, McCarthy does not connect. Could easily have edged the catch behind there, didn't do so. Whether that's within the spirit of the game, who knows? The county championship. The county championship. The county championship. So this week, the Cricket Podcast Guide is to watching cricket in real life. And we are doing it this week... In the format of answering questions from our loving audience. Yep. So there'll be five questions, and uh, in answering these, we will take you through exactly what to do, and more importantly, what not to do when you go and watch cricket again. Perfect. Thanks, Rob. Uh, the first question is from Joe Giacomelli, and it's, uh, where do you watch cricket? Which is a good question. Uh, yeah, no, because there are, there, are, there are many schools of thought to this. Um, where would be your favourite place to go watch cricket? Jack? What's what's the Hopian school of thought for watching? Cricket? Uh, right, so like um, I would choose to go to Lords, the home of cricket. Yeah, um, I mean you're sitting here wearing your monocle and your top hat <laughs> right now because I really love cricket and I feel most at home at the home of cricket. Okay. Um, also, it's the only ground in the world where you can bring a bottle of wine to the international. That is, this is true. This is yeah. true. Um, the, the, yeah. the other great thing about Lords is that you can if the t- if the um, cricket is very boring. You can go and watch real tennis, <laughs> which is always a bonus. I find. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme to our, our advice here. Um, no, it, it's good though. You've got the nursery ground. It is, it's one of the nicer ground to walk around, um, and obviously the most famous ground in the world. So why wouldn't you go there? Where would you go? Uh, I love Edgbaston purely because the crowd are fantastic there. Absolutely fantastic. It's an electric atmosphere. They do it in the right spirit, and the cricket that I've seen there has always been fantastic. Have you seen anything particularly hilarious? Um, 
I did enjoy that uh, when Sky sent Rob Key out into being in the um, in the crowd, kind of just as a oh here's a guy who's going to speak to everyone. The guy dressed as a banana, guy dressed as uh, Dennis the Menace, um, and then all they t- all the crowd did um, in the Eric Holly stand and was going who ate all the pies to Rob <laughs> Key. So uh, that was quite enjoyable. Yeah, uh, Matt, what's your favourite ground? Uh, well, sorry, with the I mean, seats, it, why um, even ask? You know, <laughs> yeah, no, the Oval's great. I love the Oval, and you know, with the 2020 membership that I have. <laughs> Getting to sit in the members' area, always good. Cheaper beer in the members' bars as well, don't you know? Uh, where would you not want to go to watch cricket? So I haven't actually been there myself, but I don't reckon Edinburgh is the greatest place to watch cricket. I've, I know people who have been. It's not the most well-appointed ground, quite windy, quite cold, poor standard of cricket. It's just not ticking many boxes, is it? Yeah, yeah fair enough. I'll tell you a place, um, it's Hove County Cricket Ground. It's not that nice to watch cricket. So I've, I've Always freezing cold. We've played at Hove. I've played there twice. Um, Didn't do myself justice. Have you watched cricket there, though? Because we're not talking about where you've played cricket. We're talking about where you've watched cricket. Have you watched cricket at home? No, I don't, I don't really like Sussex that much. So, uh, <laughs> Fair no, enough. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, like, I've been and it's, uh, it always seems to be freezing cold and windy. And it's too near the sea. Too near the sea. Basically, don't, 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 don't go to cricket in England too near the sea. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I believe the next question's come in from a, uh, a Tom Glynn, who's asked, uh, how do you prepare for cricket? Oh, it's a great question, great question. Uh, um, so is this in terms of like what you wear, what you bring? How should we, well, let's how start we with, with what you wear. What do you okay. wear to a day at cricket? Um, We're talking the UK here, because I mean, like, I'm the only one who's sort of travelled Cricket globe extensively, yeah. uh, <laughs> so none of you people know. He's been uh, to Glamorgan's ground. Um, <laughs> personally, I, I wear a shell suit. <laughs> Could you give the reason behind wearing a shell suit? Uh, it just looks good. <laughs> it looks, looks good. So it's a case of like you're eating too much, you're drinking too much. One, you need easy access when you go yeah, to the toilet, well, and two, you need kind of that expandable kind yeah. of. Uh, and, and also, you can, you know, if you get one that's slightly bigger, you can, lots of extra space to actually smuggle things into the ground. Okay, very good point. Okay, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're going to any domestic cricket, you want to be able to smuggle in as much booze as possible. I, I think um, you've got to uh, you've got to wear a hat. Like it's, it's a keep. It. If you're going to be sitting in the sun all day, you need to have, you need to have a hat on. Right, I mean, this is the thing. Like, basically, if you're watching cricket in the UK, weather is your main. That's the enemy. I think, in my experience, the key is layers. Layers, If you're sitting in the sun, it's going to be too hot. If you're in the shade, it's going to be way too cold. (laughs) So you need to be able to customise your outfit. There's really no happy medium, is there? No, you need to dress for at least four seasons. (laughs) If you've you've bought a fleece and you're wearing shorts, you're probably doing all right. Maybe maybe some of those zip-off trousers. Three-quarter lengths. There's there's not enough cricket-branded three-quarter lengths for my my liking. I mean, here's the other thing. um, Suntan lotion. Like, that is such an easy thing to miss, but will not only ruin your day at the cricket... But ruin the next five or six days. <laughs> you go to the cricket and the and it yeah, just like you know that that cloud evaporates about half past eleven. One of the things you get at Surrey at County Championship games are the people who wear no tops for some reason. Can you explain that to me, Max, as a as a member? Well, it's, it's the south, isn't it? It's hot. <laughs> well, we, we said that, but in football, the Newcastle fans don't. Just, they don't just like, so you're saying that the Surrey fans are the same as Newcastle fans, no, even though you said ex- you didn't want to ever go and visit Chester Street, they're which the is exact, interesting. They're the exact opposite of uh, Newcastle fans because it's hot and they take their time. That seems like that seems like it's not de rigueur for cricket. Right, question number three, and this is <laughs> this is the key one. Cricket's on, it's a long day. Cricket is now. I think we can all agree. If you go to um, a test match, anything that isn't a twenty twenty, yeah. even a twenty twenty is a three hour excursion. <laughs> um, if you're lucky, yeah. Uh, how how do I stay refreshed? Uh, this one sent in by Lee Van Cleef. Uh, so I think, especially at the places at Lords, where you can bring in a picnic, mm. you can bring in booze, you can bring in a picnic. Yeah. Um, I think you've always got to have food that's going to you know, soak up that alcohol, so you've mm. got sustainability yeah. over the day. Stodge. But what's really important is how much booze you can smuggle into these this rounds. Is, yeah, this is the key. Um, so normally I have a limit um, for domestic cricket. Yeah, I, I believe it's uh, four yeah. pint cans of lager or cider or a bottle of wine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Of course, as Jack said earlier, one of the great reasons for going to Lords is that that uh, extends itself to 2020s and international games. Yeah. The Thanks only, to those venerable members. The only ground in the world where you can bring booze in. Cricket. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. So, uh, what was interesting, um, we saw, saw that other people last year um, were actually filling up bottles of wine with a whole bottle of gin and then bringing tonic water with them. So, they were getting absolutely plastered. 
And I think that's a pretty good that's a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah, that is a very clever way. Um, the other thing you do, I mean, if you go to domestic cricket, um, you tend to find that they don't actually search you, so you can just bring in a whole hamper of booze. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do not check you at the county championship, and even then, you can leave and go and get more and come back. Yeah, the, I mean, the only thing I'd say with that is if you are at a county championship game and it's hot, um, you need to bring your own ice supply because yeah. um, they won't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think that's drink more like what would your your ideal tipple for cricket Ross uh, cider all the way cider is as long as too dehydrating you need to stay refreshed from cider sick. Uh, Rob, uh, Max uh, I, I usually go for a couple of beers and then move on to to wine afterwards if it's a long one <laughs> so um, are, you, are you talking about a dinner party with your girlfriend or are you talking about going to the cricket there same thing really isn't it <laughs> okay um, Robert in the Warner stand we generally start off with some sparkling around lunchtime Oh, yeah. there's, there's, there's the competition to see if you can hit the um, uh, 12th man with his drinks tray with your cork well, that's that's good fun at the end of the day yeah um, and when you say around lunchtime you do of course mean about half past ten. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. early lunch early lunch yeah. um, how the other half live eh I, um, I, I've got like a white wine spritzer big bottle of lemonade get yourself some bottles of white wine uh, ice have a grand old party nice okay <laughs> uh, we've got two more questions question four who do you go with so I think that's a very important question. You do not want to be spending the day with someone like your grandparents at the cricket, do you? I disagree. I've had many fine days with my grandparents dearly departed at the cricket. They, Some of the most they departed memories. at the cricket? That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out for duck. <laughs> uh, no, I have. Um, it's it's uh, a long day at the cricket. Can be enjoyed not by getting blasted, is what I'm saying. So I, I, I don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Cricket no, actually is a really dull sport. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch you uh, do need a lot of boots. The, the game is considerably <laughs> improved by consuming uh, a bucket load of alcohol, I think is uh, the best way to put it. I think it. we can all agree on that. In my experience, you also need someone who you can do a good cryptic crossword with. Okay, yeah, good. You need filler. Don't you? you need filler activities. There's a lot of stuff to fill the day. <laughs> So, um, so you should go and see some cricket together, Rob. Like a good cricket I'm, I'm crossword. Quite, I'm quite busy this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, who, if you can take two people to go to the cricket with, Ross, who, who are you taking? I think people I've played cricket with. I think is, is, they're definitely the first people I want to go with, purely because like, cricket is all about telling each other the same stories again and again and again. So you want to be doing that when you're a few pints deep, yeah. watching someone's jump out when you scored lots of runs, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Max... When have you not hit 27 not out and not gone on about it for a couple of months? Well, I mean... <laughs> you tell me. I can't remember the last time I've got 27 not out. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the people, have, yeah, people who have played cricket and are good at drinking, they're the people I'm prioritising. Okay, Max, who are you taking? Yeah, I, I agree with Ross, to be honest. They're, that's the people I go. We've got a couple of friends that we get a Surrey 2020 membership every year, so... I guess that's my. Pat, do you want to tell us a, a couple more times about your Surrey membership there? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know if I've mentioned. I don't know if I've mentioned, but uh, I actually have a Surrey 2020 membership. It's a beer cheaper for the members. Yes, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked. That it is a pound cheaper for the members to get uh, to, to get beer from the bar. <laughs> Jack, what about you? Uh, I like to take people from different backgrounds, Michael. So, oh really? Um, yeah. This would this be interesting because uh, uh, I know exactly who you'd be the cricket with, and. Uh, you're I do like to talk to, out of your ass. I do like to go to the cricket with my grandparents. Um, unfortunately, they're dead now. Some of them. Um, That'd be an interesting um, logistics nightmare. <laughs> so I'm a treasure memories. Uh, going to cricket gives a whole new meaning to the ashes, doesn't it? Fuck <laughs> 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 um, And they've lifted the urn. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I also I also like a, a good day out with. Also like a good day out with friends. Uh, been to the cricket with Rob a couple of times. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've, uh, we've we shared that. Um, and last year, I took um, two friends who'd never been to a cricket match before to the Oval for a county championship game, uh, and got one of them so drunk they didn't know how to get home anymore. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Uh, so the last question: How do you behave? And that's from Hazel Blair. How do you behave at cricket, Max? Um, well, first thing I'd like to touch on with that, um, somewhat related to the previous question, is. Um, Whatever you do, if you see someone on their own with a scorecard, get as far away from them <laughs> as possible. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all had them turn around and say something like, oh, did you see who scored that run or something? And then before you know it, 
You're trapped. You're trapped. Yeah, you're that's trapped. Like game over. Yeah. And then you're talking about, <clears throat> oh, the origins of county cricket. Oh, in the 1700s, this actually started. And the format was exactly the same. Uh, okay, that's a, I think that's a good one, that is. Uh, they all, normally, the scorers bring their, like, it's a, it's a smorgasbord of different pens, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be colour-coded. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Uh, scoring, obviously, a dying art. Uh, I know how you don't pay for the cricket. I mean, we might as well start with don't pay. If you don't fall asleep, do you, Ross? No, I think you do. <laughs> uh, a well-earned nap. Is. Yeah, a well-earned nap is perfectly fine. If you're starting drinking at half nine and lunch is there for a reason, lunch isn't there for the players to recuperate, they're fit enough to play a they whole day have, of cricket. They don't have lunch in a one-day international. They did last year. <laughs> and there was an hour break there, between there was, there was like a half an hour to an hour break. You know what? It's like I, the rain break. I've been drinking all morning. I thought I'd have a nap. He does Perfectly good time. Uh, Perfectly good time to have a nap. And then in the afternoon, full of energy. I think you're completely wrong. Naps encourage. Okay, um, so that's our five points covered. So thank you very much for those questions from our beloved audience. Um, if you would like to ask any questions to us, please follow us and ask a question on Twitter, at thecricketpod, or email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've been Ross Legg. Goodbye. I'm Jack. Bye-bye. I'm Robin. Goodbye. And I'm Max. Goodbye. <laughs>